My people, my people, welcome to the Hashtag Racing Family Show. Hopefully some of y'all will join me, so it's not just me talking to myself, because that's a little awkward. Hey, wait a minute. I see Christopher Wheeler. He happens to be the co-host of the Hashtag Racing Family Show. He's here. We love him. He's our guy. Pato Award. Holy cow. Man, he is fast. He is already approved as a speaker. Miles Rowe, our other guest for the show, he is invited as well. Christopher Wheeler, how you doing, brother? Good, Marshall. Good. It's a uh, B-E-A beautiful day here on the Corn Coast. Well, I'm here on the West Coast. I don't know if we have a bunch of corn. We've got a lot of other things. Broccoli. Yeah, well, yeah, broccoli's, broccoli's no good. Okay. Broccoli's no good. But you've got the Pacific Ocean, and you've got the Los Angeles Dodgers. So what else do you need? Did you know, uh, Pato and Miles, that just a wee bit south of Laguna Seca, the artichoke capital of the world happens to exist? See, there's a bunch of great stuff you wouldn't know in motor racing. Why don't we ask our pals Pato and Miles to unmute yourself? Say hello as this audience is building up. What's Hola. up, peeps? <laughs> We're talking to two winners from last weekend, by the way. Uh, Pato obviously winning the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama. And because I'm a little bit of an anarchist, I always love it when the Chevy power drivers win the Honda sponsored events and the Honda power drivers win the Chevy sponsored events. It's a little aggro, but good job on taking that one home. I don't know if you got a chance to see Pato that on Saturday, uh, your co-host miles, he drove away and won like you wouldn't believe in the USF 2000 race. So I know Pato, you take great pride in being a, a product of the Mazda road to Indy. And I'm sure you give a lot of love to kids like Miles who are following behind and hopefully going to be joining you in IndyCar in a couple of years. I did, man. I was actually watching and, uh, yeah, I decided to to put out a little tweet because I thought you did a phenomenal phenomenal job, man. Great job. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, it was good. It was, a, it was a solid drive for sure. There was, a, there was a little bit of pressure early on, but I knew if I just, you know, held my own you know they were they were pushing hard so their tires were going to fall off and it paid off for sure yeah it was it was fun it was a good it was a good weekend overall how bad how bad is the deck for you guys around it's not too point. bad like it just depends like you know how much front end you have because you know how turn two is and everything like that in like 16 so like our car was set up decently and you know in the lead it was all right you know we didn't have any you know type of arrow wash so the deck was was pretty standard it was just about you know not not pushing you know the acceleration too early and you know really burning out you know the left front you know how it is over there um, yeah yeah so but you know when behind people you know i was in fourth in the second race and and the deg it, it it's a little bit worse when you're behind people for sure um and you have to wait a lot longer to get on power and if you if you're not patient on power you know you're really going to eat up your tires and i think that's what some people did uh, when they were trying to chase me uh, in the first race uh but yeah, it's, it's it's fairly easy to manage, I think. Uh, you just got to keep, you know, stay patient. Uh, good stuff, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. So, uh, Miles, not only did you get the win, but now um, tied for the points lead, I believe. But 
on technicality, you are the points leader with the now two race wins, four races in the season. First race of the year, you and NetView made contact um, going for the lead when you were going for the lead at St. Pete, DNF. Since then, it's been first first and fourth. I mean, it's a pretty pretty strong heater that you're on here. Yeah, it's solid. You know, it's a, it's a really good start to the season. You know, it's really good momentum for the team for sure. Uh, you know, me and my engineer, we're working really well together. We're really bonding, you know, which is essential and really great. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's looking good starting out and I didn't expect to come out, you know, on P1 out of the second event, uh, for that DM DNF. So, you know, we caught up pretty, pretty significantly and, you know, we're, we're right back in there in the fight. So I'm happy to be there. The, the team's super stoked about it. Well, catching up seems to be the, the theme of the, uh, the weekend after our other guest here, Mr. O Ward goes out, gets the W fifth in points. Um, so big, uh, big claw back there, Pato. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, you've been on my side of the court all year. You know how, uh, how stressful it can get just because the, the series is, is so competitive and, um, you know, we, we haven't quite had that weekend up until, you know, this, this last, uh, couple days where we've rolled off the truck, uh, within the window and and it really puts you on the back foot whenever you you kind of go out practice one and and you're just you know the car is just not not where you're comfortable with it so it it definitely puts a lot more emphasis on making sure that the changes that you make are efficient and um sometimes you take the wrong road and and it just makes qualifying even harder but um, I'm glad that we that that we've scored some some really solid points these past couple of races, and um, I think it's the best way to start the month of May. I'd say a quick thank you as always to our partners here, Cooper Tires, those who do indeed power the road to Indy Miles, just used to drive home to victory. Massive thank you to the Justice Brothers as well, their automotive chemicals and lubricants to make you guys feel really old. I have used them, no joke, since my first year in racing in 1986 when you guys weren't even thoughts. I don't think your parents are even married. So anyways, uh, and also our great friends at torontomotorsports.com. I know for you, Pato, they've done some fun uh, cartoons and other stuff too. So big thanks to them as always for supporting what we do. What do we jump off with this? So Pato, tell me about you having a weekend like you had many times last year, where I don't want to say everything came easy, right? Nothing's ever easy in IndyCar, as you mentioned. But we talk about flow, right? We spoke about that at Long Beach, and you said, hey, I'm not there. I'm trying to get back to it, but I'm not there right now. Tell folks what it feels like to come into a weekend. As you mentioned, roll off the truck with speed. You find more. You go and grab, uh, almost grab pole. Uh, Renus, you know, does a really nice job there, but you're sitting there on the front row and, uh, you're able to indeed go off and win the race. Tell us about flow. Tell us about things connecting from say Friday to Sunday and how having that connection, it does matter, right? Yeah, man. Uh, I think, it'll, you know, it, it's, I feel like there's so many factors that, that, that play into uh, getting your flow going. Um, but, you know, if I, if I had to pinpoint one thing is that I think the mindset that, that 
that, that I kind of shifted within myself um, and, 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 and which ultimately kind of shifted the, the, the five car side in, in the team to, to, to just a little bit different to what we started in, in, in the, in the start of the season. It's, you know, we all know it's tough, right? It's, it's not, it's not easy. Uh, it's very competitive. Um, but I think the, the easiest way to say this is don't want to swallow the, the whole world in one bite. Um, it's important to take things, you know, one step at a time and focus on what is next. Don't focus on, on qualifying. If you're in practice one, uh, focus on what you want to make better for practice two, then focus on, you know, what you're going to make better for qualifying, then focus on, on the race car and blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and, and that's been the mindset and that the, the, this was the first weekend that we kind of uh, that I, at least I kind of went to and approached the weekend that way and, and it worked out really nice and um, I, I just I, I it just felt good it just felt it just felt like we were all um, just meshing well all the things that we were changing here and there were uh, were working and and obviously one of the biggest things that helped us was get off of the truck strong we weren't perfect but we were we were in the window of just making a couple couple changes and 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 getting the car where it needs to be to be able to extract everything uh that i can out of it and um and i think it showed it just we we showed that we were very patient um but we all knew we had the speed to to get it done we just needed the opportunity and whenever that whenever that came up um I took advantage of it, and and we we just you know cruise after that. Honestly, I'm going to come back to you in just a second, uh, Pato. But I wanted to stay on this topic of the mentals uh, of your headspace and how you approach racing, because if we look through the IndyCar paddock, we can find some drivers who have been race winners, championship contenders before not as strong in the last year or two or however long it's been. And you don't lose talent. You don't forget how to go quickly. But sometimes not everything in your mind is as clear and as pure as you want. And that can derail you a little bit. And, Miles, I want to bring this back to the conversation you and I had, whatever that was, an hour before your race on Saturday. And the same topic Pato was referring to, you were mentioning to me the biggest lesson you've taken away uh, recently, coming out of last season in particular, was to quiet your mind. Stop thinking so much when you're behind the wheel, even in your practice uh, and writing yourself for an event, right? And I was kind of kidding, saying, look, you're about to graduate university. We know how smart you are, but get in that car and be as dumb as you can be and just let your natural self drive. Tell folks about that, how that is, you know, that kind of primal mind can be a real asset sometimes. Yeah, Marcia, yeah, we were talking about that. And it's it's amazing, you know, what happens when you quiet your mind out there. Um, I mean, because especially like in go-karting, I was the kind of person, you know, I got to do my best. I got to try the hardest. And I would think so much, you know, every session, you know, I'm, I'm writing down all these things, everything I have to do. I'm, I'm looking at all the points I made, you know, all my notes on the track and everything like that. And you go out and you you think of all these things when you're on the track, you know, I got to do this and this, like all the things you rehearse before you go on the track. And the thing is, is if you have the skill, you shouldn't be taking the time 
when you're actually performing, you know, the, the driving to, to, to make what you need to do happen, uh, you're wasting time, you know, when, in a, in a sport where time is so precious, you're wasting time thinking about things when you should just be doing them. Everything should just come naturally. It should be just your intuition. Um, and it's something I've learned over the past year. The, the less you think out there, you know, if you really have the skill, the less you think out there, the more your intuition and your true skill is going to come out. Because in all reality, you can have all these notes about the track. You can have all these notes about the car. But every single corner at every single lap is always going to be different because, for one, you know, the rubber is going to be different. The temperature is going to be different. The wind's going to be different. And then you have to think, you know, maybe you're driving a, the corner before, you know, the corner you're trying to uh, attack next. The corner before you might, you know, overheat the tires. You might underdrive. The tires would be at a different temperature. Everything you have to adapt to and understand, you know, where the car is at entering the corner. So you can't rely on, you know, all these thoughts and all these, you know, you can't have plans of what you're going to do. It's all, you know, to be determined in that moment, in those, you know, one second, two seconds you have to, you know, execute that corner um, and then the next corner and then the next corner. Uh, so I really learned, like, the more you quiet the mind, the more you trust yourself, your skill, your intuition, you know, the faster you drive. Because, you know, if you really have that skill, everything just comes naturally. And that's when everything, you know, falls together best when everything comes naturally, you know, nothing's ever better when it's, you know, made up. You know, when it's natural, it's the best. And that's what I learned. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. I mean, it's, it's hard sometimes, you know, uh, especially when you're in a sport so competitive, you think you, you know, you, yeah, I have to be the best. You have to be the best. So you have to think of all these things. You have to think of all these, like of more things and no more things than all the other drivers, but really it's not true. You just have to, you know, really trust your intuition, trust yourself. And that's when the results come and, and that's when the speed really, really comes. Does that sound about right, Pato? Uh, man, I think I think Wheeler can also speak to this. And my biggest kind of motto, or I guess how I roll, is make it as simple as you can, and everything is going to be just fine. Just like I mean, he Miles is right. As soon as you start overthinking of, of things. Is where you're just gonna spiral out of control into a into a, a death hole, which uh, which I've gone uh, close to it and in it many times, uh, but I've dug myself out of it. And, and and you constantly do that, and it doesn't matter if you're in racing, if you're in supercross, if you're in um, boats or whatever it is that you may be doing as a professional athlete everyone will have their doubts and, and everybody will, will overthink from time to time. But I think it's it what, what allows you to get back to, to, your, to your happy place as fast as you can for you to perform. I think that's what, what ultimately helps you um, just be stronger. Well, and I, I think too, like, you know, Marshall, we, we, just one little thing that, you know, Pat and I share on the radio is, you know, like he's got mirrors. He knows what's going on behind him on a road and street course. You know, Taylor, his strategist on the on, on the radio um, from the pit stand, gives him everything he needs to know gap wise. But there's instances: Long Beach Barber, um, you know, Barber, what was it, Paddle up off of turn two, I think, maybe cresting the hill, a couple times where maybe we had some pressure on Sunday. But I simply say a phrase like "no pressure," and that's just to help him in the car release it. There's nothing to worry about. It's everything's forward. And um, it goes back, like you said, we just try to keep things simple. But, you know, I, some of the athletes that I work with, you know, um, 
in doing so, I've got to do some work and talk with uh, some of the tops. You can call them performance coaches. You can call them sports sports psychiatrists, whatever you want. But you know, one of them broke it down, and uh, he was he was an Olympic skier, and uh, when he was a junior Olympic downhill skier, you know, somebody crashed on the course in front of him. And if you know downhill skiing, that's when the snow falls. And when the snow falls down, they say the track is slow. So he he gave up mentally before the before his run, thinking like this this one's not going to matter. I'm just going to go ski for fun. I'm just going to go have fun. Well, he was like a second up on the field. The next day, second day of qualifying, he went to do it, thinking, "Well, yesterday I didn't try. So today, if I try extra hard, man, I'm we're going to be there." He was 28th on the second day, right? It just goes back to everything Pato and Miles has said. You release it, you quiet the noise in your head, you don't worry about the things you can't control, and you go to school, let your abilities take over, and then you end up with these two guys in victory lane. Pato, let me uh, let me move to something that I'm guessing there was plenty of thought, but maybe it was mostly subliminal, or maybe it was that kind of aggressive, uh, primal mind of yours. So we get to the final pit stop. Uh, you've been chasing Renus VK, Alex Pelot's been chasing Renus VK, but you guys come in, perform your final pit stop, roll out, and you're right behind him, and I start to see your personality come through the images on the TV. You guys blast out of pit lane, climb the hill, and you are instantly thinking, I'm going to take things from you. <laughs> and I don't know if you're going to have the power to stop it. This attacking, aggressive, I will not be denied personality of yours behind the steering wheel. For those who are just watching in those few seconds of you coming out of the pits, full display, uh, cold tires, and you decided to put all of your talent against all of Arenas's talent and you ended up coming away with an amazing pass at the hairpin to get the win. Can you tell folks about what you're seeing when you launch out of the pit box and you're, you know, two, three feet off of his gearbox? Tell folks what's going through your mind because it was just pure classic you. Oh man, it was so exciting. I was, I was, I was loving it in the car. I mean, we, we we stayed within a, a grasping distance from him, which was the which was the goal from from the start. Because you know when someone starts on pole, it's it's very rare that that someone else will probably get in front of him, just because you know he's he makes the call of when to go and and blah blah blah. Um, so in that before that final pit stop, um, I made sure I just stayed within a second and a half or two because if I was too close my tires wouldn't have lasted. So I, I, I purposefully fell back a little to give them some breathing room. Um, but when I knew the stint was closing out, I decided to, to basically push as, as, as much as I could within the limits of what the tire was wanting to give me um, to just to get as close as I could before we went into pit lane. Um, and when I, when I got told box, 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 um, and I'm coming in into the 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 pit commitment line or or, or whatever. I see he is as well, and uh, I think I closed up 
a second and a half or so be before the the pit the the pit lane cruise line uh, which was a massive help. But then the the next thing was that Renus's pit box was right in front of mine. So it makes my in uh, not clear at all and really, really hard. And in Barber, uh, the pit boxes are, are, are actually some of the tightest ones that we have all year. Um, and, and I was like, well, this is what the situation is. We just got to make the best of it. And and sure enough, I, I I nailed the marks. The guys did a great pit stop. Um, I thought we were gonna get out in front of him, but we didn't. He got he got in front of us by honestly probably the same the same distance that we came into the into the pit lane cruise line. Um, but as soon as we we exit out and before we're we're leaving the pit lane, Taylor goes, uh, "Well, as you probably see, this is for the lead." Um, it's just one more stint, no more pit stops, go, go, go. And um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't know what was going on in my mind then. I just, I just kind of, um, I was just enjoying it. I was enjoying it and I was, I was, I was pumped to, to, to make him nervous and, and give him a challenge because I, I hadn't had the chance to do it all day just because I was looking after the, the fuel and the tires and blah, blah, blah. So I, I knew that the opportunity was going to be then and there. And, um, and I, I've got a lot of trust in myself. I think I'm, I'm decent, decently handy on cold tires. So I just sent it and, um, yeah, cruised on from there. Let me, uh, let me ask one quick follow-up brother, a good man, Russ Thompson who does all of the super amazing statistical uh, backgrounds and history bits for the NBC IndyCar team. Uh, I had a feeling that y'all set a record on Sunday, but he actually confirmed it. You, Renus, Alex Pelot, the three of you standing on that podium, all 25 years and younger, youngest IndyCar podium ever. 100 plus years, that is the youngest podium ever assembled. Uh, Alex is actually the old man at 25 years old. And I know uh, we're just a couple days uh, from a birthday for you, brother. So let's all wish you a happy, happy early birthday on Friday. But tell me about that, because you're racing against Renus, who you know, and I, I believe you trust, right? Someone you can trust on track who's not going to do something wild. Uh, Polo as well. That guy, a classy champion, right? He's not going to chop your nose off or, or block you crazy. Tell me about the the view you saw standing on the podium with IndyCar's next generation, you being one of the key members of that, being the youngest podium ever, but also knowing you guys are probably going to be racing each other for a long, long time. And there's something real here, something good. I think there could be some fun rivalries too. Uh, for years to come between you, Renus, Alex, Colton, maybe, and some others. But tell me about that, Pato, because I thought it was so cool seeing IndyCar's young and best and brightest all standing together. Yeah, the young ones giving the veterans a, a good run for their money. I think this is some of the best, um, some of the best fighting that we've that we've ever seen in IndyCar in terms of competitiveness and in terms of how. Um, 
how much difference there are from from ages. I mean, we we've got we've got guys from all different all different age numbers and um and I think that's what it's that's what it's all about, you know, Renus and me and Colton and and, and Alex. We we grew up watching the Dixons and the Powers and um the the New Gardens and I know Joseph's a bit, you know, quite a bit younger than them, but but he's been in the series for for quite some time, and we grew up watching them race uh, and win races, and 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 we looked up to them. So I so I I think I can speak for all of us. Um, we can probably fanboy for for a couple of minutes when we first get into an IndyCar on track with them, but after that, we 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 want to beat them and we want to race against them and we want to compete with them and. Um, I think that's what you're seeing. You're just seeing the the new generation kind of you know coming in into the series that 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 will ultimately take the shoes of of the Dixons and the Powers and everything. And um, I think it's so cool. I, I think it's so cool that 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 I get to race against um, basically walking IndyCar legends um, that that I've been watching for many, many years. Um, and I can say that I've competed against them and, and that I've raced wheel to wheel with them. And, um, it's just, they're great competitors. And, and like you mentioned, and, and I think I've said it before, it takes two to tango when you're racing somebody at over 150 or 200 miles an hour, you need both cars or both drivers to cooperate and if someone decides to be stupid then consequences will arrive within the millisecond and things will go sideways for at least one of you or both of you in most most scenarios um and it's really enjoyable racing with people that 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 have the the same respect as you have for them um you just know what the I wish I can say this about everybody in the field, but that's just, it will never be the case. But there's so many drivers that I highly respect and, and, and I really enjoy racing against because you can go up until the, the last little bit of, of racetrack and, and you, you know, you guys will stick it out to hard, good, clean racing. Um, and it's just, that, that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, we're in entertainment and I feel like the fans is that's what they mostly enjoy. They they enjoy the hard, clean racing, um, and yeah. I mean, it, it, being from the driver's standpoint, I think there's nothing more that we can ask for. So, so Pat, I don't expect you to know anything about this next part, Marshall. Curious when you're watching the race, uh, assuming from the media center, are you are you do you have a scanner? Like, do you listen to race control ever? um any of that stuff rarely and it's because my brain can only process a small <laughs> amount of information so actually i was overlooking the pits looking over our, our boy kyle kirkwood's pits yesterday during the race but i have uh had peacock going uh timing and scoring going i uh, have a indycar dedicated slack channel that has all of the pit information of who does what and when and whatnot and maybe one other piece of information going on, but well, scanner, no, because my brain would well, explode. Well, I mean, I guess you can't come spot with me then because we run three to four radios at a time. But yesterday when, when, when Colton spun in turn five, um, I had a heart attack. And so, you know, I, I only had two corners I could see in reality. Pit out, you know, one, two, and then up, up the hill. So 
when, when paddle takes off in the distance, I mean, you've got 35, 40 seconds of watching the monitor on the Megatron and, and uh, watching timing scoring on my tablet. And so race control got on the radio and said, uh, incident turn six car five. And my heart stopped. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> what? What? I turn around and uh, Max Neron um, from from the team who spots for Felix is like, what? You know, and he, he he's thinking, you know, like we're getting robbed or something like the, the panic on his face. The other spotters around me are like, no. And then there's a quick correction. Apologies. Car 26, turn five. The incident is clear. But in that moment, <laughs> in that moment, I was well, looking for the tallest structure to climb. We almost um, killed your boy, Pato. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> yeah. But but Pato, to lead into that, at what point of and, and I think I know because it's one of my favorite quotes you've had ever on the radio since we've done this together. At what point did you feel caught the win, barring a, a you know maybe a caution and some restart battling or or an issue um, out of your control? At what point did you kind of feel like all right, we've got this? Because I think I know, but I'm just curious of your take. Um, as soon as I got past Renus, um, yeah, as soon as, I, as soon as I passed him, I, I knew it was going to be mine. It was kind of the same in Texas in my first IndyCar win. As soon as I got by Joseph, um, I yeah, I, you just, you, I like, remember. I knew I had, I, I had a great race car and I knew no one was going to be fast enough to catch me. So I kind of, I kind of just. Um, I was, I was waiting to see how much true pace Palau had behind us because he wasn't saving fuel and he was full fledged using every single second of push to pass that he had. Um, and we were fuel saving and we were not really, we were basically at the mercy of, of, of the fuel. So we weren't able to use any of ours. Um, but even whenever he couldn't really challenge us, uh, while us being a bit handicapped, I said, we gooch. <laughs> well, it's funny because I, I wish the TV would have picked it up. And I, I know they didn't because I watched the last 40 laps today. But was it maybe, Pat, was it two or three laps ago? Taylor got on the radio and said, you know, you're good to use push to pass to defend as needed. And what was your yeah, response? He, he, Taylor kept going like, make sure, you, <laughs> make sure you have tires in the car to fight at the end. And uh, he kept telling me that, and then he's like, "You can make sure, make sure you hit the numbers, so you can have, you know, some push to pass to defend at the end." And I was like, "Man, relax, I got it." <laughs> <laughs> hey, why don't we, uh, Chris? Why don't we ask folks uh, if you want to connect here and ask a question of Pato or Miles? Go ahead and request to speak. Uh, Miles, I'll ask you a question while we wait for some folks to uh, to do that. We see our pal Lawrence Cunningham has already requested to speak. Uh, Miles, why don't you tell us the same? Uh, on Sunday, you ended up finishing fourth. Again, a good finish, but on Saturday, uh, you ended up leading from pole and winning. Did you ever feel like it was yours? Uh, did you, I don't want to say relax, but did you have a place of comfort where you're like, okay, this is mine? Or did you feel like you were under fire until the checkered flag landed? Yeah, I, I so there was a good five laps or so where I believe it was Simon Sykes was behind me and he, and he was pretty close behind me within a second, you know, pushing to try to pass. Um, but I knew, you know, there was a couple laps that went by and, and I knew he was, you know, really using up his tires because when you push behind, behind guys at Barbara, I mean, it really eats up your tires. 
So once he fell back about a car length or two, um, and I really like focused forward and just acted like it was a practice session, you know, I was like, you know, as long as there's no mistakes, this is mine sort of a thing. Um, cause I saw him drop back and I, I could tell that he, and I, I, I've always been pretty good at conserving my tires. So I knew I would have tires for the end if anything happened. Um, so yeah, once he started to fall back a little bit, I was like, as long as I just make no mistakes, you know, this is mine, you know, this is, this is simple. It's just a matter of executing, you know, every single lap. Um, and yeah, that was basically it. So it was just about keeping my, my cool. And, and once that paid off, yeah, I, I knew, I knew I had it. Man, confidence is key, right? I mean, getting in those situations, Miles, and, and don't don't forget, I was at the go-kart track with you, helping you the very first time that you were competitively, you know, there. And to see where you've come, and it's always been about confidence. Every time you've had confidence throughout your career, um, and you've been unstoppable. So I'm pretty pretty proud of you to this point and to, to see what you've accomplished, man. It makes me happy. Yeah, yeah, confidence is definitely key. Uh, you know, especially, yeah, especially, yeah, because back in, back in those days with such a lack of experience, you know, coming, coming into the, the national go-kart races at 14 for the first time. Um, yeah, you know, confidence was a huge thing, you know, because I, I would watch, you know, these kids winning all these races and, and, you know, I finally had the opportunity to be with them and it was just about, you know, believing in yourself sort of a thing. And, and when I did, you know, things, things would happen and I'd, I'd run really well and, and, you know, believe in my skill sort of a thing. And, and like I said, you know, think less. And, and as, Pato, as Pato said, keep it simple. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, confidence is key. Why don't we invite uh, Alejandro? Why don't you unmute yourself? Welcome your welcome to our hashtag racing family show. The floor is yours, my friend. Thank you so much for having me, Marshall. I really appreciate it. Pato, I'm such a big fan of yours. And, and <laughs> why are you laughing? What's I, up, I, dude? How are you? <laughs> I really needed I needed to come in here to ask you this question in front of all these people that I don't even know. But I want to ask you, dude, you went into the pits on that last time you entered the pits. Did you go in? The team called you in. Did you go in because you were like, I can get this guy in cold tires? What, what, like, walk me through that shit, please. We got Salomon Dreen on here, by the way. I failed to say that part before I muted myself. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, uh, we're, all, we're all kind of second tier, but that's all right. We got Salomon. Stop, stop. stop I'm show. sorry. <laughs> no, dude. Seriously. So happy you're here. Great to see you guys. Thank you. Um, okay. So, so I actually I had to pit that lap a hundred a hundred and ten percent because um, I got my fuel alarm um, starting that lap. So since it wasn't since it didn't come up on my dash late in that part of the lap, I had to be in that lap. Um, so I was already planning to pit that lap. It wasn't really a reactive to whatever Renus was doing, but I, I think since we were on the same strategy. Um, you know, our, our fuel numbers were were pretty close together. So if he wasn't pitting that lap, he would have either been one before or one after. Uh, but he wasn't. So whenever we both went into the pit box, it, it actually probably made it a bit harder on us just because our boxes were right next to each other, but his was right before mine. So getting into mine was really, really difficult. Um, but the guys did a great pit stop. We got out right on his gearbox and... Ah, man, I, I just, 
honestly, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking too much. I kind of just like, uh, I was just kind of hearing Taylor say, Hey, you know, this is the last pit stop. There's only one stint to go. I'm pretty sure you know that. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And as soon as we exited the pits, um, I, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like my, um, I, my body just kind of took control of, of everything and, and, sooner like before i know it i'm like going up the hill full blast on the push to pass and i said okay i'm going on the outside and i'm gonna send it and uh and we got her done let's go let's go and you know what i so i i feel that and i see that because you did that when you got fourth in the championship And you were passing hurt and everybody in those cold tires remember that that you made like so many damn passes oh like, and detroit Yeah, dude, we've seen you do this many times before. When you went into pits uh, at the same time, I started screaming. I was like, that's it. He's got him on cold tires. He's got him on cold tires because you got those fucking ninja hands. I just wanted to ask <laughs> you that. And I guess I wanted to do that in front of everybody else. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, just glad, I'm just glad that there's other human beings in this world that are mentally on par with me when I watched Pato hit pit lane in that situation because I, I was hyped. I was ready to go. Oh, yeah? Were you pumped? Guys. Were you pumped? Yeah, dude, we knew. Dude, all I know is uh, when you went up into turn five, I looked at Renus' spotter and pointed like I was calling a shot like Babe Ruth. And <laughs> I'm, just glad, I'm just glad you stuck Damn. the landing on that thing because I was going to look like the biggest wanker if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was good, man. It was good fun. And um, I love racing around there. I've, I've always really, really enjoyed that track. And I don't know, it just, it seemed fitting for the circumstance and for, you know, as soon as we, we were close to pole, uh, which I was annoyed because I made a mistake in my, in like my lap was terrible. Um, and I saw that we were almost on pole and I was like, dang it. Like, why didn't I just, why did I make a stupid mistake? Um, but You know, you can do a lot when you start from second, third, or even fourth. So uh, that was the plan all along. We got her done. Well, Alejandro, you're welcome to stay as long as you want. Uh, we're going to welcome in the next question. Ask her, our good friend, exit strategist. I want you to meet yourself and welcome to the show here. Oh, Marshall, not again. Do we have another one hung up? Exit strategist. It's the meat exit strategist, where you at? They exited. They exited. That's a problem. That was his strategy all along. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Let's go to Marshall. Who do you want to bring up? Let's bring in Ed Spencer. We're going we're gonna to bring a voice. Our pal's been on here a couple times before, asks great questions, and with a lovely accent. Ed, I'm adding you right now. There we go. Floor is yours, brother. Hi. Hi, Marshall. Hi, Christopher. Hi, Mars. Hi, Paso. Paso, what's changed for McLaren since the opening for a race? Because you had some tremendous pace this weekend in Barber. What's changed? Um, so I think, I think there's many, many factors, right? There was a lot of noise uh, revolving the start of the season and in the first couple of races, which... Um, You know, not gonna lie. Of course, they 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 were roaming around my head, and and I was 
I was just trying to get them out, but I, I just, I couldn't quite do it because it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard to do. And, um, I just, I never thought I would have landed in, 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 in the situation that I was starting the year. So it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a, of an unknown to me. And I was, um, you know, I, I was having a lot of mixed emotions and, and just, you know, I was, I was having a hard time trying to control them and like, you know, binning them in my head and then just focusing on driving up until I just got fed up with not being a contender. And I said, screw this. Why am I letting this um, bother me so much? Because, I mean, I, th- I feel like we see it in every sport. Winning takes care of everything. So I said, if I do my job, like I know I can, everything will take its path and we'll see where things fall. So, um I, dis- I I kind of made this mental shift after Long Beach qualifying and, and we had a really, really solid race and coming into Barbara, one of my favorite tracks, we roll off the truck, we're strong, we're in the window um, and we just took it step by step, patient, um, making making good changes and and we were just strong, man. I, I just, I felt very comfortable and, and, and I was just, I was ready to ready to to get our championship underway because you know we we fought for for the championship up until the last race last year so there's no reason why we we can't do it this year yeah i think you definitely showed some good pace but i will say your effort with the champagne bottle was well come on man you need to learn i, I have to say i have to say so i <laughs> not to say an excuse but uh alex uh, Alex and Rinas cheated because they got the they got the lock off of it before they popped it, <laughs> and I was left with the lock. And well, you saw me in the video. I was trying to unscrew it while getting sprayed in the face. <laughs> the only race you lost at Barber was the uh, Champagne race. Let me ask. Uh, let me ask something here, Pato. So, uh, IndyCar was kind enough to carve out a tiny little corner in what they called the Champions Club. And that was uh, the big space overlooking the pits. And so we're getting down to the last couple of laps and the noise is getting louder and louder. There are a couple hundred people inside, obviously IndyCar fans, but a couple hundred people inside and you cross the finish line. And I'm thinking, well, here we are in Alabama. I realize that Joseph Newgarden's from uh, not Alabama, but he is a boy of the South, uh, a boy from Tennessee, maybe they'll be rooting for, you know, uh, him and not so fired up about you and, and Alex and Renus being on the podium, or maybe they have another fan. Hell no. Uh, that place exploded when you crossed the finish line. And I look over and I see tons of number five jerseys, you know, folks wearing your or McLaren SP team gear or a hat or something else. And it occurred to me, and I'd, I'd just love to get your thoughts about this. With everything that you have done since last season, since you got your first two wins, going and doing the young driver's test with the McLaren F1 team, and just, I think, your profile raising and raising, it did stand out to me that this is your first win as someone that a lot more fans know and root for and care about you tell folks about that did you see that and feel that in your win on sunday like hey winning last year at texas and detroit that was cool but 
it feels like there is a much bigger uh, vamos pato uh, army than there was last year uh yes yes um and it's something that i've actually talked with alejandro for 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 you know a, a good amount of times um i've seen the shift and the difference that last year has made to to me as as pato the racing driver and um it is, makes me so proud to see so many people um you know a fan in in so many people with so much energy and, and motivation that that want to see me that want to see me succeed and want to see me win um and it's so cool man it's so 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 cool and and where I where I got a grasp of it actually was last year, um, where well when when um, when we got hit out and our chances of winning the championship got cut uh, in lap one at the finale, and the amount of people that were behind me, you know, we we didn't win, but the amount of people that were there with my shirt and with so much people just behind me it it's it's so cool it's so cool to see that um and 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 and, and this year i've tried to step up my merch game and i've i've, I've been trying to take a, a pato store to all of my uh to all of the races and there's gonna be a pato pato merch shop for indianapolis and indy what? 500 yeah, boy. I know Wheeler is all already wearing uh, Pato Speedo at every race, so that's pretty <laughs> cool. You got got him hooked up. Hey, I'm just waiting till we can find a way to modify a sombrero. I want a spot in a sombrero so badly, man. So we've so actually so so I ran into an issue where I took a shop to St. Pete, took it to Dallas, and I, I didn't. I wanted to get an idea of what the market was like, um, like in, just in interest of of of, of Pato fans, and um, I didn't judge it correctly, and I I ran out of so much stuff, and I went to Long Beach, which ultimately I think is my biggest market. I didn't have any hats to sell, and I didn't have so like many shirts that I couldn't sell, and I was so pissed because. I just couldn't get them done in time, but it made it made me so proud and so happy to see the the amount of people that 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 just want to go to the race and they they want to be there and they they want to take a picture and they want you know they want to have a chat and um, you know I try and take as much time as I can and and and, and meet new people and and you know be with the fans, but sometimes um, <laughs> we just you know we've got busy 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 schedules and there's so many times where we just we just can't stop and 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 just have a a a chat from you know from one guy to another and um you know i try and do that as much as i can because i've 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 had the pleasure of meeting so many great people um and very interesting people that 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 ultimately i think have have allowed me to grow as a person and, and and as a professional and Man, it's so so cool to see. Like I think about it, and it puts a massive smile on my face. I almost I wonder can... if we can get our man Miles Rowe here to help. Uh, race car driver, fashion icon, photographer, um, you name it. I, I'm wondering how we plug Miles into this. I got to imagine you can come up with some pretty amazing uh, clothing line and whatnot for uh, for Pato to use here. Photograph it. 
and sell it. I mean, this is how we get you to IndyCar, my man. Oh, man. Yeah, Pat, sign me up. I got you. I got the photos for you. You know, we'll get in a studio, set up the lights, get the models, you know. You'd be the model, man. You're, you're <laughs> half your own photos. I don't yeah, know how yeah, you yeah. do it. Yeah, I'll set, up the, I'll set up the camera, you know, do the little, the little timer, you know, run into the shot. Yeah. <laughs> See, we're, we're building bridges. We're making money here. Why don't we welcome our pal Indira Foistel onto the show? She an amazing, a the smartest person on the show. Well, the minute Amen. she starts speaking, um, uh, and also half of uh, an amazing team uh, with her husband Drew, who we also love, uh, and a person who I guess it's safe to say, not in a negative way, Indira, he does look down on all of us. Hi everyone, um, I'm actually driving around in my Mini Cooper, listening to. So I just pulled off. Um, it's always fun to pop on, um, and uh, if you guys need uh, any models, are my hands up. <laughs> deal, absolute deal. How are things in your world, by the way? Everything going okay? Everything is great. Like Drew was just, uh, he was, uh, I don't know how many people know, he restores cars, and uh, he ended, we, we made a deal. When we got married, we had no money, and... Uh, and we said, okay, let's not, uh, let's not get each other a wedding, a wedding present, right? Deal. Well, what does he do? He finds, um, an Austin Healy Sprite. I think he paid $600 for it. He restored it. And, uh, maybe I'll post it later tonight, but it's the cutest thing. And so anyway, he was, uh, this afternoon, he was, um, a friend of his, uh, kicked a bunch of his uh restored cars out so um i'm kind of happy about that my mini cooper's back in our garage that is so amazing and pato you might have seen some of the photos that uh, drew posted while he was occupying the international space station so taking uh miles again as a photographer as well you and i do our best to take quality photos on earth um drew probably the world's best and greatest racing photographer from out of outer space. So we do have some pretty awesome friends who uh, come and frequent the show here. Mr. Wheeler. I think, I think, I think that part of the thing that we're trying to say here without saying it is if we can get Indian drew some team Pato merch, then they might know somebody who might be going to space soon. And we might be able to get a <laughs> selfie of somebody with a Pato hat or a Pato t-shirt from the space station. You'll have Go aliens lining them out. up. Sombrero and stickers and hoodies and pants. We'll get them. We'll get them decked out. Everything. No promises on the international state the space station, but we'll wear them. <laughs> it's the next best thing. I'm here for it. Okay, love you guys. I'm gonna keep driving. See you, Andy. Be safe. Thanks for Later. Have a good one. Take care, everyone. So Marshall, um, you know, <laughs> I got, I got to say, I, I don't consider Barber being in the month of May. Like it's just, it's it, okay. Calendar wise, whatever technicalities that they are, what they are, but I'm so pumped that now we're moving forward and we're focused on the month of May. So now I got to ask Pato, how big is the momentum for you? You know, for, for all the people that you get to work with, you know, how, how important does it feel to you to be able to roll to the speedway with this now? It's huge, man. And I think the biggest thing that, that kind of the momentum will, will give to us, it, I think it will it'll put us in a very peaceful place knowing, 
you know, we've got a win under our belt this year. We've got solid points. We're in the championship fight. Um, let's just take it day by day, by day step by step. Uh, the 500 sp- specifically, all that event and, and the practices and, and, and all that stuff is is probably the, the, the things that require the textbook definition of patience and um and i think we're ready to do that we, there's not there's not much we need to change from last year because we we've been close we we haven't quite gotten it but we've been we've been damn close so I, I think we shouldn't change much but this is this is huge heading into the month i think it takes a bit of, of weight off our, sh- our shoulders you know knowing that um that we can just take our time, take our time, and 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 be and be truly focused on on what's ahead. Alejandro, we're going to get you uh, in India at all here during the month of May. I I am going to the Indy Five Hundred. This is going to be my first time ever. I am so fucking excited. You guys have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I I think I saw you at Long Beach last year. Uh, so yeah, hopefully yep. we, yeah, hopefully we can get more of you. And look. Folks don't have to ask or wonder where you are at the track. They will hear you because you are so <laughs> fired up at all times uh, for Pato. I think that part is just amazing. Hey, why don't we uh, why don't we welcome in Eric Jackson? Eric, uh, unmute yourself here, and, and Mr. Wheeler. Why don't we uh, start to ramp down a little bit? Maybe one or two more questions after this, if you think. Wheeler stole my question, which was about the uh, momentum going into the month of May. But congratulations Man, on sorry. the win yesterday. Uh, excited to see you back in Victory Lane. Hopefully many more coming up here and hopefully many more here in the month of May. Uh, happy to have New Jersey coming in here uh, in the next couple of days for Pato. Uh, Let's go! Represent, and I'll see you at uh, Portland and hopefully Laguna. Uh, thanks, man. I uh, I look forward to seeing you soon and... and uh, Let's go get some more. I mean, I don't see why. I don't see why. It, uh, I don't see why we can't. We, uh, you know, I have huge faith in in, in this Sarah McLaren SP number five group. Um, I think everybody in the team is super pumped this year, and and I and I'm so excited to race in front of full fans. I've never had the chance to do that, and um, I thought last year was crazy, and I feel like this year is going to be. Um, Probably over the scale of crazy, so I'm really pumped to see that. Awesome, thank you. Uh, let's see who we got here, Marshall. Hello? GKS, welcome. GKS, you're, you're unmuted, man. You're in. What do you got? Oh no, not another one. You're in, but you're not in. All right, uh, Peter Krause, you uh, are Croft, I apologize. Peter Croft, you are uh, a frequent guest and a frequent person who brings frequent questions. So I ask you, Peter Croft, bring one more. Thank you very much. Uh, good evening, Pato. Good evening, Miles. Uh, my question is for Miles. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this by being as positive as I can be. You're facing an uncertain future, um, but as far as a lot of us are concerned, we're rooting for you, we're pulling for you, we're cheering you on, we're hoping you can continue. Uh, But reading your bio, um, racing is only a part of who you are, and and I'm just curious uh, on 
what else is in your future? What else do you see coming your way apart from racing? If for whatever reason, things don't work out for you. And again, we're pulling for you. We want you to continue. Yeah. appreciate the question, Peter. I mean, hopefully the future is bright, you know, uh, racing's racing's, you know, my passion, you know, my pure love. Uh, so, and I see it in my future, you know, I really believe, uh, it, it's in my future. Um, I'm just, you know, a guy with multiple interests, you know, I like multiple things and, and cinematography and photography is, is one of those things, you know, it helps balance me. I think, um, just thinking of racing alone, it, it doesn't make me as happy, you know, as, as having, you know, a balance, you know, cinematography, photography, that creative side of things that, that, uh, that I love, you know, it helps, you know, balance me, you know, I can come, you know, from barber, and, you know, think about, you know, what am I, what photo I'm going to take, you know, this week, uh, who am I going to meet, uh, sort of a thing. And, you know, it's a left, left, left brain, right brain sort of a thing. Um, and it helps, it helps me use both sides. Um, and I feel, you know, more whole when I do that, you know, and I feel like I'm really outputting, you know, uh, more, more of what I think, you know, that I can, you know, in terms of, of goodness and positivity uh, to the world. I, I really, I really think that, uh, that that's essential, uh, to me. Uh, and, and I think that's something that, that I have to do, you know, to be happy. And I think that's how I, I, I output the most, uh, to the world for myself. Um, so in the end, I, I really do see racing in my future. I really, I really believe I'll, I'll keep going. Um, but whether, whether racing is in my future or not, you know, film is, is a huge passion. Photography is a huge passion. And, and I hope to continue that for a very long time because that's something that's it's it's essential for me. And I, it it's just creativity, you know. As humans, you know, I I heard a quote somewhere. It's like if you really can't imagine things, if you really can't create your own world in your head, you, you you're not really free. You know, you 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 could be trapped. I mean, that's not true for everybody, but on the on the flip side, if you can create you know a world in your head and imagine certain things. And, and have that open mind, you know, you really are free, you know, you, you have that, that, that freedom to, to, to think of whatever, believe whatever, create whatever, become whatever, you know, and, and, and that's an essential part of me. Miles, before we uh, invite our next speaker here, I'm going to take a moment to embarrass you. Um, got a call from a mutual friend, old friend of mine this morning. Uh, Willie T. Ribs called after getting off the phone with you and shared some insights. I'm going to put a story up here on Wednesday about what it's going to take uh, to get you through the rest of the season. Your budget is finished. You're the championship leader in USF 2000. You have won more races than anybody in USF 2000. And yet, uh, after the uh, Indy Road Course races here, the uh, Road to Indy event, uh, your season is done unless more money can be found. So I'm going to write about that, and we'll try and get that resolved as quickly as we can. That's what uh, Willie T was calling about to uh, to discuss. But he mentioned one other thing, and this is the the part where genuinely I had to stop myself from from tearing up. And that was a photo that I posted from you in Victory Lane on Saturday with all of your family, all of your, your friends, all the people who mean the most to you. And Willie T and I, you know, Willie T recognized um, what I meant uh, when I posted that photo and mentioned how beautiful it was. 
that was the largest congregation of black people I have ever seen at a motor racing circuit that I have been to. And they were all there. I got to meet your mom, who might be the world's greatest mother. I got to meet your dad, who might be the greatest father ever. And it was so beautiful, Miles. I don't know if it if you saw it or recognized it yourself while standing on the podium with the full everybody there. But the this was such a beautiful image of you in the center as the shining light of talent and love and warmth and just someone who is about putting nothing but positivity and success into the world surrounded by this beautiful, large black family that has not traditionally been something we see at an IndyCar event or a sports car event. And I'm watching other racing fans in particular black racing fans who are walking by going, Holy cow, this is us. We normally aren't here like this in this size, this number and standing on the top step of the podium with that first place trophy in hand full of smiles and love because you deserve every moment of it. So I just wanted to share with you. I know that your family is normal to you and those are your people. Just saying that for some of us who've been around doing this for a while, who haven't seen families like yours and as big a family as yours, they are supporting you and loving on you. I'm just saying uh, it was among the most beautiful things truly I've ever seen in my 30 plus years in racing. So uh, there's no question that's just trying to give a little love to you and thanks to you for being uh, the, the central and shining star that's helping to create some very positive change in our world, at least the one we're here talking about, open wheel racing. Yeah. Yeah, Marshall, it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you said it, I mean, it's, yeah, everybody there was, I mean, it was, uh, such a blessing, such a blessing from God, man. I mean, uh, uh, I mean, it all started with me and my, me and my dad and, Oh man, it, it, it has taken a lot of dedication, a lot of hard work and perseverance. And your little and, brother too, who wants to be a MotoGP yeah, champion one day. The, yeah. the Roe brothers, they're going to take over the world. Exactly. Yeah. Roe Motorsports. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, you're making me kind of tear up thinking about it. I mean, uh, it's, it's been, a, it's been a long, it's, it's been a long journey, especially through those four years of not being able to race and, Ooh, it's just it's awesome you know to 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 stand on the top step you know with with them all there um you know because just to yeah like you said just to see you know we can do it you know we're here and 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 yeah i, I like you said you know the other black people at the track you know you don't see that many um and you could tell like it's like wow you know like it's 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 a thing you know like it's like wow you know there's there's actually like a good bit of people that actually like look like me here and it's it's comforting like it, it it's nice and, it, and it's weird because you don't you don't see it you know you don't see it that often and you hear uh, that a lot spoken by lynn st james beth peretta and some of the most accomplished or most powerful women in racing the line of uh to be it you've got to see it right uh, it's sometimes it does take seeing folks that look like you uh, doing something in a space that you're not accustomed to seeing yourself in to go, oh, yeah, 
I can be a seven-time world champion. Lewis told us that's possible because he's done it. Uh, I can be a race winner. You know why? Danica Patrick has showed us that that can be done. Just move on down the line. Sometimes it takes seeing to realize and believe that, oh, yeah, that door that's a door I can and should open. Let me go try it. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and and yeah, like like yeah, some it helps a lot, man. I mean, you know, if 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 Lewis wasn't doing what he's doing, Bubba, you know, it'd be you know really hard. You know, it it the doubts would just be even more enormous. Like, is it like, am I really supposed to be here? You know, sort of a thing. And like Bubba and Lewis really helped me understand. You know, like yeah, you can. You know, you, you're supposed to be here. You just gotta work extra extra hard sort of a thing and yeah man it's it's been a long journey and we still have a long way to go but you know we're getting somewhere and and i'm i'm glad you know i'm in the position where i can help you know keep keep making it better you know keep keep making the industry more diverse and and more positive and 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 change it in that way um i'm super privileged and 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 happy to be in that position for sure amen you know what? Why don't we uh, invite someone who got to spend uh, more time with last weekend, Dantre? Uh, why don't you unmute yourself, brother, and uh, welcome to the show again. And then Antonio will cue you up right after that. Hey, guys. How's it going? It was a good weekend for a couple of people, well, three people in here. Uh, congrats to Chris and Pato, who I met for five seconds this weekend, and Miles. Um, we had a good weekend in open wheel racing, and I feel like the momentum going into May is just greatest has ever been and i'm really excited to work my first month of may as a indycar employee so it was a great weekend for me personally and i think we put out some good content on our channels to kind of show that the product is as good as it's ever been well thanks to pato pulling off wild outside passes for the win at turn five i mean he kind of cued that up pretty easily but overall the weekend i would say for sure was really awesome and Dontre, again we appreciate you bringing your talents and boosting and growing IndyCar's social media presence. And uh, I know you've only, you've been there, you've barely been there. You're, you're new, but uh, we're already feeling and seeing the, uh, the growth. And I know there's going to be a lot more to come. Antonio, why don't you unmute yourself? Floor is yours here in the hashtag racing family show. Hello, Marshall. Hey brother. I'm from Mexico. I am a big fan from Pato. And I only want to say that um, mm, I'm uh, used to seeing Formula One, but since Pato arrived, I have followed the IndyCar, and that's great to a Mexican be competing in in uh, in the most important races in USA. is uh, so so grateful for all Latin Americans. And I'm 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 a big fan for you, Pato. Que viva, compadre! Gracias, Ray. ¿Cómo estás? Muy bien, aquí siguiéndote. Chingón, oye, se aprecia mucho, aprecio mucho sus palabras, eh. Muchas, muchas gracias por por el apoyo. ¿Tienes planeado venir a alguna carrera? Sí, ojalá que sí se pueda dar. Ah, pero, Quiero ir bueno. a una muy importante que tú puedas Qué ganar no. igual. Arre, ya dijo. Sí. Ahí nos vemos, cabrón. Sal saludos desde Oaxaca. Ándale, saludos. 
Brother, I love you it. Keep, keep speaking. I love no, it. brother, you don't have to mute yourself. Take all the time you want. Uh, English might be my native language, but I'm born and raised in California where English is one is kind of sort of the official language. Spanish is also kind of the official language. So while I don't understand much, uh, brothers, don't feel like you got to speak English to all of us. No, man, I, I love it. it uh, you can't be a Dodgers fan, Marshall, without knowing Spanish, at least at least enough to get you through. It's uh, it's a trait that we both being from the West Coast have, and I love it. Um, all right, guys, we're going to rock it out here to one more, maybe two. The clock's kind of ticking on the scenes. We're going to go with Junko Jr. here. Uh, oh, Junko Jr. <laughs> Oh, it's trying to connect. There we go. Welcome. Hello, I am Junko Jr. I am from Italy. How are you, Pato? <laughs> Hello, how are you doing? <laughs> Just uh, one question. What is the key fundamental to have a good race car? Is it uh, the strategy or the setup of the car? What is it? Ah, great question, man. Um, it's a teamwork. It's proper teamwork. You gotta you gotta have the good strategy. You gotta have the the driver to put the car in a position to be able to win, and you need a quick race car. So I think everybody has to do their job in order to win, man. What do you think? Yeah, I think it was a, a very good pass you did on Rina's VK on the outside. Uh, yeah, that uh, lot of a lot of uh, skill uh, on the outside of that turn in. Uh, in Alabama, and I'm just very proud of you, and I want you to keep on growing, get on, keep on getting better, and uh, faster car, and uh, faster everything. Grazie, grazie mille. Tutto bene. All right. All right, so, Marshall, I, I, think, I think I've got our next one lined up. GKS, I'm going to give you another shot at this, because you were here. But then, but then we didn't hear you. So, GKS, can you unmute yourself? One more shot here. Going once. Going twice. <clears throat> All right. That means, Marion, welcome. And please unmute yourself. Thank oh, you. Oh, GKS is back. GKS is here, though. GKS. No, I removed oh, the uh, speaker privileges. You sorry, failed twice. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, but Marion, please, the floor is all yours. All right, thank you so much. I don't really have a question as such, but we were there in Barb at the weekend, Pato. Congratulations. It was amazing. <laughs> it was thank so cool. You. Lane. It was so cool. We were the crazy fans that bought your t-shirts and everything. I think it was your truck driver that we met that runs your stall. So that was Oh cool. yeah, Barry. <laughs> yeah, so really oh, cool. So just everything that you just mentioned earlier about what you're trying to do with fans. Um my daughter had a picture taken with you as well. She loved it. So really just wanted to say thank you and congratulations. We've been to a few races. This was your first win where we were. So it was amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you guys need to come to more races. You're my lucky charm now. We will. We're actually coming the two in May. So Okay, excellent. I will see you there. I'd we'll love to hear luck. that. I'd love to know that they're coming in May, Pato. I know who yeah, my bet is on for the Indy 500 now. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Officially, the final question of the night. Marshall has approved them in. Portal Pato, welcome and please unmute yourself. Hi. 
Thank you so much. Um, congrats on the win, Pato and Miles as well. Um, I want to ask you, Pato, how does the win help you build up for the next races for Indy 500, for Indianapolis? I, uh, by the way, I love the profile you got there. I love the cover photo. Big fan. Thank you uh, so much. But to your question, uh, you know, I feel like this just sets the tone going into, well, the busiest month of the year um, with the biggest race of the year happening at the end of the month. Um, but I just, uh, like I mentioned a bit before, I think it's all about um, getting a bit of, of weight off of our shoulders and, and just, you know, going into the month with, um, you know, with, with patience, with perseverance, with motivation and in a very good spot in the championship. I think we can't ask for, for, for much more. And, um, I'm really looking forward to getting back to any road courses. It really hasn't been our, our best of tracks, but I'm excited to go back there and, and uh, trying to make her go a little bit faster and, and, and hopefully, um, you know, fight up there for, for the podium positions. And then obviously for the 500 last year, we, we, you know, we led quite a bit of laps and, and we were in the fight up until the, the last few laps, but then just didn't, didn't quite have that little bit extra to, to take it to, to Elio and Alex. But, um, I'm confident with with everything that Chevy has done and, and, and what the team has found in the offseason to 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 try and go a little bit better. I think we're going to be in, in in good hands and um, I'm pumped. I'm pumped to 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 go back there and uh, give it another go. <clears throat> All right, folks. Well, it's that time. It's that time where we start to kind of wind this thing down here. Of course, we want to thank everybody for joining us all the guests that follow along every week. If you're enjoying what you're hearing by tuning in here to the hashtag racing family show, be, be sure to like it, share it, invite your friends. Everybody's always welcome here within our hashtag racing family. As we look back at our conversation here today, I think some of the key takeaways have been very clear. Anything in life that you're going to do with purpose, reducing that noise in your head, getting that clarity are only going to help you do your job. They're going to help you, Hit your marks. They're going to help you hit those, those goals that you've got to do it in. A wise man once said, you can wake up and make your bed in the morning or simply fold your clothes when you're not wearing them. It's going to put you in a better position for the rest of the day. So do that, folks. Don't forget, look around to the ones you love. Thank them. Tell them you love them. Share your thoughts with them. Let them share theirs with yours. We want to thank our partners, as always, the Justice Brothers, Cooper Tires, and, of course, TronMotorsports.com. It has been an absolute pleasure. We want to thank Miles and Paddle. Congratulate them both on their wins and their successes this past weekend in Barber. For my esteemed co-host, Mr. Marshall Pruitt, I'm Chris. You are about is... to call me Partial Mewitt. Hey, wait, hold on, hold on. It. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. But <laughs> that was very deep, Wheeler. But I need to, I need to uh, clarify something. Oh, no, Wheeler, Wheeler has been smashing me with this motto all weekend. <laughs> and I have folded my clothes in the driver lounge and I've kept everything so neat and tidy. And now I have no other option but to do it again because he said, see, you did that and you won. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys knew it. It was like the babysit too. Two grown children in a driver's lounge. Well, no, but now we've learned. So you got him stuck now on having to fold all of his clothes. Mary and EB, we need to come up with whatever budget it is to get to every race because that means 
Pato's going to win out for the rest of the year. So, man, uh, Award, you're kind of stuck, brother. You got a whole bunch of superstitions here you got to follow. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate it, everybody. Thank you guys for inviting me uh, to your lovely podcast meeting, whatever you want to call this. And uh, hopefully to be on uh, in the future. I hope oh, you yeah. enjoyed my presence here. We'll do this. Uh, we'll do this from the garage or your bus or something during the month of May for sure. And uh, oh yeah, we're gonna rock it out. All right, let's do it. Thanks everyone. Awesome. Thanks everybody. We'll see you soon. Thanks guys.